Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 103 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, you'll learn how to make rock-solid habits that stick, the three most important principles to good habit formation, and how to use this same system to break bad habits or just get rid of stuff you don't want to do anymore. So let's start with a story about cat litter and a litter box and my cat, Mr. Kitty. Yep, that's his name, Mr. Kitty. Now, poor Mr. Kitty, I never scoop his litter box. I'm going to be fully honest with you right now. I was really super bad at it. Uh, Mr. Kitty is a big cat. He was in a box that he didn't really like. I think it was a little bit too small and restrictive for him. And so we were getting cat litter all over the house. I mean, I sat down on my couch and there was cat litter on the couch. (laughs) Yes, I know that this is part of having a cat, but like it was out of control. Okay. And poor Mr. Kitty also had some, you know, litter on his uh, behind. And I hope he doesn't get mad that I'm sharing this with all of you. (laughs) So I tried everything to get to scooping Mr. Kitty's litter box, like everything. I put bags right by my desk so I didn't forget. I um, I mean, I literally see it every time I walk into my office. There was no going around it, and yet it just wouldn't click. Mr. Kitty and I have lived together for now almost uh, six years, and I have never done his box regularly, and I'm literally like ashamed to admit this to you, but I just want to be transparent. Okay, there is a lesson to be learned in this. So, tried leaving something out to remind me. That didn't work. Normally works for me. For many other habits, didn't work. Uh, Asked my husband to remind me. Both of us forgot. Like no matter what I did, I couldn't remember to scoop this poor box. Well, scoop the box for my poor cat. And it was just such a struggle because I wanted, it wasn't a matter of wanting or not wanting to do something. I absolutely wanted to do this for my cat so that he could have a clean box and be more happy. Uh, But it just, it didn't click. Now, the difference between doing something automatically and having to spend energy and brain power and willpower on it is a habit. But making and really keeping habits going is super, super hard. And I know that now I come at you and I say, oh, you should be working out all the time. And like, look at me, I'm scooping my cat's box. Uh, But this is only because I have made many mistakes and tried many, many things. But I feel like I have finally locked into a groove and a system that is working for me and for my clients. So today I want to share my best tips for making or breaking any habit all thanks to the lessons I've learned with my litter box. And if I can figure out a way to get Mr. Kitty's meow on this episode, I will definitely make that happen for us. (laughs) So stay tuned. But before we get into it, I want to invite you to join us for the Amplify Hips Challenge. So I am doing a five-day challenge to help you get strong and flexible specifically in your hips, which is going to also help your lower back, your knees, and everything connected to your hips. 
So you're going to learn how to go beyond basic stretching with five days of my top exercises for hip mobility and strength specifically. And this is for you if you are an active, busy person who doesn't have time to waste on stuff that doesn't work. If you have been doing all of the stretching, but your hips still feel super tight and you really want some support and accountability so that you can unlock your hips, get over that hump of hip tension and get strong. So we start super soon. You can learn more and grab your spot right now over at aewellness.com slash challenge. So if you are interested in habits and habit formation is something that you like to nerd out on, I definitely recommend you read the book Tiny Habits by BJ Fogg. This book changed how I thought about habits. It changed my approach and so many things just like locked into place for me after I finished this. So I will link to it in the description as well. Um, But the way he breaks it down is so, so super simple. And as a perfectionist overachiever, I realized how I was doing too much in so many ways. And that's why I was struggling making these new habits. So it's no surprise that I was failing when I expected to be perfect and do everything totally right the first time out. That's just not realistic right? Our brain wants us to think that that's how it goes and anything less is failure, but that's not realistic at all. And this process works for any habit you want, literally anything from habits to earlier bedtimes to breaking up with your snooze button or drinking more water. Like a habit is a habit is a habit. And I can tell you right now that this has been transformative for Mr. Kitty and I, and I know that it's going to be transformative for you too. So the first thing that every habit needs, or really every action needs to become a habit is an anchor. You already have habits all throughout your day, uh, from making your coffee in the morning, making your tea, eating breakfast, to what you do at the end of your workday, taking your dog out. There's habits happening without you thinking about it. That's why they are habits, right? They're automatic because they're already habits. So you can use these already established habits as uh, an anchor to help you get momentum with a new habit. So with Mr. Kitty's litter box, I switched up the order that I do things in the morning. Our morning is very regimented uh, because my dog loves routine. Mr. Kitty, if you haven't already gathered, he's super laid back. Um, And yes, his name is Mr. Kitty. My husband named him. From what I hear, it's a South Park character. So please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. So we're really regimented in the morning. The timing is a little bit variable, but what happens in that timing is very, it's the same every single day, right? I, uh, you know, I feed them, I make the bed, I get myself ready. um, And then I take Ella outside on a walk and that's just what they can expect. That's what I can expect. That's what we do. So I took those habits that were already established. I have no trouble making my bed in the morning, feeding the pets, like easy peasy. I used those habits as an anchor to then just insert the litter box activities in there as well. So I knew that, you know, what I used to do was feed the animals. And then while Ella was eating and I was waiting for her to finish so I could take her out on our walk, I needed to occupy myself with something because remember, perfectionist overachiever, God forbid I sit there and do nothing. Uh, So I was filling it up with making the bed. And that was, again, 
automatic, super locked in habit, no problems whatsoever. So I moved making the bed to first. So I now make the bed, I make their food, I feed them. And then while Ella is eating, I put my mask on and I come on here into the office and scoop the litter box. I do have to add wearing a mask when you scoop a litter box is awesome because all that dust and probably poo particles don't go in your nose anymore. Like major silver lining from having to wear a mask. And literally like that was all it took. Just that little switch, make the bed first, feed them while I'm waiting, empty the litter box. I have done it every single weekday for like a month straight and I don't even think about it anymore. It's just, there's no struggle. It's just automatic. It became a habit. And what I want you to really know with habits is it's going to feel like, you know, you have that one puzzle piece and you can't figure out where it's going and you're trying all of these different slots. When you find the place where that piece fits, it fits in beautifully, but it's going to take you a number of tries to find the right spot. So like I said, I've been trying to do this for six going on seven years and we finally did it. We did it, y'all. We're here. So don't feel discouraged if it doesn't work the first time, if it takes a while. Like, don't worry if you are stopping and starting a bunch of times. You know, still trying to get back up on the horse is all you need. You need the desire to want to do it. And then we can re-engineer and figure out where that missing pieces are to help you lock that habit in. So when you are choosing an anchor, ideally it's something that you do every single day. On the weekends, Anthony usually feeds and walks the pet, so I forget to scoop the box because it's so locked into the habit of make the bed, feed the pets, then scoop the litter box. And when it doesn't happen in that order, I forget. But I know I'm going to be back there on Monday, so I don't stress out about it too much. And because it is a habit, even if it hasn't happened, I come in here into the office and I'm like, oh, hey, let me just scoop the box real quick. It's like just getting into the routine and habit of it has made the task itself feel way more easy than it ever did before, which leads us into our next thing. So the next success tip I have for you when it comes to setting habits is to set the bar low. Now, my bar is already really low (laughs) when it comes to scooping litter boxes. I just told you, it's taken me years to finally get to it. So let's frame this conversation around workouts because that's another habit that is locked in for me. Twice a week, I do my workouts. I go down to my garage. I do some stuff with weights, maybe not with weights, but I move my body in my garage for a workout. Walking is also something I do every single day, but twice a week, I get that higher intensity workout. The habit isn't dependent on what I actually do when I show up to the garage. The habit for me is just to get to the garage. So if I show up in the garage and I don't feel like it and I end up doing just some, you know, dynamic stretching, some yoga stuff, maybe play around with my BOSU, do a few kettlebell swings uh, or not, it doesn't matter because the habit is just to show up. There's no rules onto what I actually do, which means that just showing up is the win and is enough for me to mark it off my list. So often I see that we set these goals for ourselves and we set them super, super high. I mean, come on, who hasn't like set a crazy high goal that you're like, I'm going to do this thing. And like, no, you're not. It's just, it's not realistic, right? Whether it's running, you know, 30 miles this month when you haven't been running for a very long time. 
or committing to working out every single day after months and months of a break. There are so many reasons why that isn't sustainable, not only because your tissues aren't ready for the load of it, uh, but also because you're going to get burnt out because it takes so much energy and willpower before it's actually a habit that you're going to be spending all of your willpower on this one habit. And for most of us, this is just setting yourself up to fail, right? Your brain's like, well, you know, I missed this one day or that didn't count. So I better stop now. There's no turning back. There's no fixing it. I'm a huge failure, right? I know I'm not the only one who has had those conversations with myself. So it's better to start super, super small and build from there. For my workouts, I started out once a week. And then it became twice a week. And every once in a while, I throw in a third one. But I have found that for my body maintenance and for the goals that I am working towards, the twice a week is totally fine because I'm so active the rest of my week. And yeah, my Amplify You process teaches you how to focus on the five body areas for your body. But for some people, when they get started inside Movement Mavens, I encourage them to just focus on the one thing that makes the most sense right? That one thing that is going to make the biggest change for you, lock that in, have that become a habit, figure where that fits, and then you can start to add on, right? It's sort of like my brain just went straight to like making ice cream for some reason, right? Once you learn the basic technique and how to do it, you can do all these variations, but you got to learn the basic technique first. And that's the same with habits. Get the basic foundation of maybe you're doing the same thing every day, but that's fine because you are doing something anyways. And then you can start to add on the variations and changing stuff up. So setting your bar super low. So you set your bar so that you can win, right? Because you can always add on, but taking away stuff often feels like you failed or you messed up, right? I hope that's not just me. So set your bar super low, and it is, it is the key to success. Um, <laughs> this reminds me of a story. My brother and I went to the same university. We both went to UC Davis, and he was in his senior year when I started. Um, and I think he said it jokingly, but I really took it to heart. And he said, you know, Alex, D's make degrees. <laughs> And while, yeah, I guess technically that was true, you know, for grad school, that was not, not at all true. And I did have to go back. But setting the bar low, it's a valid technique, okay? It will absolutely help you get some habits locked in. (laughs) So the third strategy to creating rock solid habits is to celebrate. And I wanted to include this also as a reminder for myself because I have the hardest time with this part of habit formation. We are so focused on the next thing, right? Even when I go down to the garage, okay, well, what am I doing next? That we almost forget, and not almost, we absolutely forget to celebrate that thing that we just did, right? That thing that we have been trying to get to be second nature for so long, you finally did it right? But we forget to celebrate it. Or we're shitting on ourselves, right? Oh, I should have done this, or I should have done that, or it should have been better, it should have been longer, it should, 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 whatever. We don't take the time to celebrate. And this is probably, especially at the beginning, one of the most important things that you need to be doing. And if you're like, wait, why is this even related? Well, because... This is using brain science and that cognitive psychology to help wire this habit in your brain, 
right? When it's new, we're having to use energy and willpower and we want it to be automatic. And so to get it to be automatic, we literally have to get it wired, right? In our thought processes and how our brain works. So your celebration can be super small, right? It could be a fist pump. You could high five yourself, which after I wrote this and talked about it a bunch of times to uh, the mavens, I realized is, is just clapping your hands. That's a selfie high five, but that's okay. That also counts. Uh, one of our mavens likes to twerk to Vivaldi, which I love. Um, and now every time I listen to Vivaldi, I think of her <laughs> twerking. Um, or even something small like it. Yes. Right? This celebration does not have to be this huge, drawn out, dramatic thing. It could just be as super small like, yeah, right? Totally fine. You just want to do something to mark the occasion and to mark to your brain that, hey, brain, we did the thing that we set out to do. Every time you celebrate, this releases dopamine in your brain and your brain loves dopamine and will go after all of the things that give you that quick hit. So hello, social media scrolling. That's why it's so darn addicting. So we're basically just using cognitive psychology to our advantage to help wire this habit in even faster. So you better believe that every time I scoop that box, I am so proud of myself. (laughs) Like you go girl, (laughs) that that has helped this habit to be wired faster. And so if you are struggling getting into the routine of a habit, start celebrating and you're going to find that things are just going to settle into place or you're going to find what isn't working a lot faster than if you weren't celebrating. So right now, if something amazing just happened, if I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, that thing you've been working for is just, it came true. It's here. What would you do? That is the celebration that's going to be your thing, right? A dance party, anyone? That's always my go-to. I am definitely dancing right now. Okay. So (laughs) there you have it with an anchor, setting your bar very low and celebrating. You can make or break any habit. And if you're stuck in a habit that you'd rather get rid of, you could use these same principles of anchor, setting the bar low and celebrating to reprogram it. If there's an anchor happening, can you swap it out? Can you switch it up? If you are trying to do too much, can you set your bar super, super low? If you are celebrating with something and getting that dopamine hit, uh, can you get a dopamine hit with something else, right? There's, these are the same, whether it's a habit we want to have or something we're trying to get rid of. And definitely check out the book, Tiny Habits. Again, I'm going to link it below by BJ Fogg. This book was transformative for how I think about habits. And it just like, to say it blew my mind is truthfully an understatement. And if you want support and accountability, that is exactly what we do inside of Movement Mavens every single day. This is my exclusive community for busy, active women that will teach you everything you need to create your custom wellness workout plan, plus the accountability and support to stay moving and get out of pain with our monthly workouts and trainings. So you can learn more about it and get notified the next time we open up for enrollment right now over at aewellness.com slash mavens. So I am curious to know, what was your biggest takeaway from today's episode? Do you have a habit you've been working on? Am I a terrible cat mother? Because I only now just started scooping the box. Please be kind and please be gentle. Uh, but take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram. I am at Hala Formala. Uh, or you can just give me a ring on the Body Nerd Hotline and let me know what is on your mind when it comes to habits. 
That number is 818-396-6501. And before I go, I want to remind you that show notes, fun links, free downloads, a body nerds group, everything podcast related lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. So subscribe, review, share, you know the drill. And I so appreciate you taking the time to do that. So here's asking better questions, moving more, twerking more to Vivaldi and getting nerdy. And Thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.